G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 13th of June, 2023. Hope you're doing good. I'm feeling lovely, actually. I've had just a wonderful day hiking in the Yarra Ranges. I've been a little bit sick this week, but um, I don't know, man. I just like, you know what it was? I felt myself getting a bit sad yesterday man a long weekend it's always just like it creeps up on you I guess if you don't have like a regular job I don't have a normal full-time job where long weekends are that important so I kind of forget that they're happening oh my god um and uh I guess you know what the more I (laughs) the more I think about it the more I think maybe so much of my life is the way it is because I just don't have a good steady income enough to like save money just money I'm still on the money thing I'm still on the um oh sorry some fucking stuff's popping off on my computer let me have a little sip of tea here to just relax myself how's it gonna be squeeze the tea bag Place the tea bag on the tag so it doesn't fuck with the wood. Place the tea pot cup in my mouth. A little too hot. A little too hot, that one. <sighs> like I was thinking about today. Like, I, what was the thought? It'd be nice. First of all, I was like, I wish, you know, I was, uh, I, I, I was thinking, I wish I had someone to call, um, to be like, Hey, let's go do something tomorrow. Like on Monday. Cause I was feeling sad and lonely and like I messaged a few friends, but it was kind of late notice. Cause I didn't realize that I wanted to do something. I just started to feel sad and, uh, I was like, it'd be nice to see someone. People were busy and then I started thinking like, wouldn't it be nice to be in a relationship and have that person to, you know, let's go away. And then I was thinking, well, if I was in a relationship, it would still like, we probably might've even planned to go away at the weekend, but like, then that would cost money because then it's like, you got to take a weekend off and I'm like averse to that you know, immediately I'm like, Oh, I don't want to not gig on a weekend. And that's like money and blah, blah, blah. And I got to save the money. And so I'm like, you know, so it's like, what am I trying to say? Just the fact that I don't have, and and it just, it feels like every employment situation I'm in is never an employment situation. That's like, good. Now I've got a job. It's just a situation of like, okay, fuck, I'll do this job just like for now because I have to, but I don't enjoy it. It's not fun. It doesn't feel comfortable or whatever. I've never been able to get to a position where I'm like, I feel good about the way that I'm making my money. I'm able to do this indefinitely and that's great. Um, And so then at any point when I'm spending money, the spending of the money feels like it's, it's like, ah, fuck, this is just taking away from the money that I'm going to use to be free in the future. But like... I'm not, I don't fucking know, man. Ah, the way that I approach money is all fucked. And this is what I'm trying to change. And why did I start talking about this? So 
I was feeling sad yesterday because, yeah, I, I just was like, I guess I was feeling sad and then I was like, I want to see a person to distract me from that sadness and there was no person. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be drastic here and, and hire a car and go hiking. And as soon as I had that idea, I felt so much better because I think it is important to just get out of the city. For me, like I know that if I didn't do anything today, if I didn't plan something, if I had just gone, I'll just wake up tomorrow and, and take it as it comes. I would have just done nothing. It would have taken me ages to get out of bed and, you know, I would have fucking jerked off and then like maybe gone to breakfast by myself and opened my notebook and done some writing and checked social media and that would have gotten me through to like midday. It's just like a waste of a day. Rather than that, this morning I got up. So last night I got the car. I uh, I got the I, I went to the wrong. It was at uh, it was on Melville Road. I won't say the person's address, but blah, 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 number Melville Road. And evidently there's two numbers of that on Melville Road. One's in Coburg and one's in West Brunswick. And of course I went to the wrong one. <coughs> Got there, called Uber. I was like, the thing's not here. And then they were like, call the person whose car it is. I was like, okay. Called her and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. There's two. So I was like, God damn it. So I went and got the car. I don't know. Why, that just annoyed me. Why That shouldn't have annoyed me. I did it to myself. I didn't check. <laughs> um, went shopping. Got some... Uh, man, any of you who were born and raised in South Australia will know that the processed meat that you get in a log is called Fritz. But when I moved to Melbourne, I got some from Coles and it was just called... I think it was just called flavored knob or like something like knob or just some gross name. I grew up, it was called Fritz, man. In Adelaide, it's called Fritz. And I always wanted to be called Fritz. I don't like, I found out today that it's, or yesterday, that it's called Mortadella. Apparently, they call it Mortadella. And I had a sandwich with Mortadella in once from a, like a fancy deli. And now I'm like, man, that was just fucking Fritz. <laughs> that was like when you used to go to the deli counter at Coles when you were a kid with your mum and the the butcher would give you a bit of smiley Fritz. Which, how the fuck do they make that? Do people not in Adelaide know what I'm talking about when I say smiley Fritz? It's like the sliced mortadella with, it's light coloured, but then there's dark colours in it and somehow they make the dark colour in the shape of a smiley face. <laughs> Which must be so, like, if it wasn't processed enough, let's fucking put food dye in there as well to make it a smiley face. (laughs) It's just like the most insane food. It's like, isn't it enough that you're eating an animal? (laughs) And that, like, Fritz, the part of that that's an animal is probably, like... Oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, God. Why am I checking my phone on the podcast? The part of Fritz, like the part of the pig that they use to make Fritz probably is the face and like, you know, the asshole and the fucking trotters and shit grind it up, put it in a knob and then, and then if that wasn't enough of an indignity to the, an indignity, an indignity to the pig, a pig dignity? No, in pignity. 
if that wasn't enough disrespect, they fucking cut it up and then draw their own smiley face on it <laughs> and then feed it to kids. <laughs> I can't... I th- I th- I've been thinking lately about how complete of a domination it is like oh what was the thought just like we don't just kill animals and eat them we fucking completely it's it's like i mean the word is inhumane it's crazy just like the level of you know i mean that right it's not like you just kill a pig and then like you eat it and it's still like recognizable as a pig we like grind it up and put it in a fucking thing and then cut it and turn it into a smiley face and feed it to our children as a like fun little thing. Look, it's smiling at you. <laughs> Meanwhile, the ghost of that pig is just like... Anyway, so yeah, I had that for my sandwich today. I got mortadella. I got fritz. I got I to gotta say fritz. I can't let that part of me die. <sighs> I got Fritz, I got cheese, and I got rainbow slaw. So in my head, I was calling it a Fritz cheese and rainbow, which I think is really cute and nice. And I cut up avocado, got three rolls, made three sandwiches for myself, got some fruit, packed that in my bag, got up at 10 to 6, and drove out into the Yarra Ranges and did this hike. And um, I don't really know why I was feeling... So sad, man. I guess I just stop sometimes. And I mean, I just, I still, I I miss my girlfriend. I'm sad about that. I'm sad about the breakup. There's a cup that she got me that I was looking at. I tried to throw it out and I was like, I can't do it. I can't fucking throw it out. I'm too sad. I I miss her. I can't bring myself to to do that. You know, that's like such a gesture of finality. Nah, I don't need this. And I never fucking will. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard going through a breakup. I'm still sad about it, I guess, in the next few months. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Maybe it'll get better. I mean, it will. Obviously, it'll get better. I'm just sad right now. So, um, going for a hike was nice. I got sick on Wednesday night. Uh, I was doing a couple gigs and I like I left the house and I had a bit of a cough and then I was out and I was like at the second gig I was like fuck am I too sick to be here I did the gig anyway but then I just left and I was it Friday yeah 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 and I stayed home on uh sorry Wednesday it was Wednesday night and I stayed home on Thursday and uh I didn't get super sick by Thursday night I was like I think I'm starting to feel a bit better and then Friday morning I was like I feel way better went to work I know the way I get sick. I'm going to have a cough for like a, I don't know, probably two weeks or something. I'm just going to have this lingering cough, but definitely Thursday. Staying home was such a good move. I never did that. I never used to do that. I never used to stay home. I think, and I think I still am probably on a bit of the kind of cavalier, reckless side of things when it comes to getting sick. I just don't like ever changing my life for anything. Also, when I got sick, my housemates were like, did you get your flu shots? And I was like, Fuck. no, like <laughs> I totally could have, <clears throat> you know, probably should have. I just didn't think to, they were like, yeah, we got our flu shots, you know, and we're not sick. I was like, fuck, that's smart. Good for you. 
<laughs> I just didn't. I'm aware that that's a thing that you're you can do, but like, fuck, I should have done that. Hey, um, fr- oh my god, Friday. This is exciting. So, what do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about my plan? I want to talk about my plan to have money, the comedy coaching business that I'm setting up that's going pretty well. You know what? Actually, this fucking... I, 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 I want to end on the high. I've got a few things that I want to talk about and I'm trying to order them in my head. And I want to end on the hike because the hike is, is the positive. It's the great thing. And I like to end on the good thing that's like the highlight of the week. The hike has definitely been the highlight of my week. But on the hike, I've had so many thoughts and ideas because that's the great thing about just going and walking. You get the body moving. I didn't have my headphones in for the first like four hours or so. So I was just thinking all my stuff out. And uh, I guess tied in with the sadness of the breakup is like the kind of powerlessness that I've felt because we, we went through every avenue to try and make it work. And it just couldn't, there was just, the situation was such that there was no way for us to make the relationship work. And a part of that was the fact that I didn't really have the means financially to be moving to the UK. As much as I was doing everything desperately to try and make it work, it just wasn't going to work. And, uh, that is because as I was just saying, I don't have any way to make money. So... As I was walking today and my legs were moving and the body and the fresh air and I got up so early, man. Getting up early fucking rocks. It just put me in the best headspace. I drove out an hour and a half. I stopped at a little bakery to get a coffee in Yarra Glen and then I got out to the car park at just on eight, I reckon. And... um, Grabbed my bottle of water, grabbed all my snacks and my bag and just set off. And I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about the the breakup and I was thinking like, okay, the making money stuff. Like, how am I going to make money? And my plan to make money is I'm setting up and I'm, I'm, I've started promoting my business as a comedy coach. So these corporate speakers, keynote speakers, uh, I've done a bit of writing for a friend of mine who does that. And she says a lot of them need to be funnier. They could be funnier. And she said that I've helped her. I, th- I feel like I've been talking about this the last few weeks. I'm not sure, but I've set the page up on my website. I'm putting myself out there. I'm, I'm messaging people on LinkedIn. I've had a few messages back. I've actually got a consultation with a potential client on Wednesday. I'm very excited about it. And I really was thinking in the start of the day, like, like I want to take this seriously. Like this is a person who potentially could be paying me to help them be a better speaker and be funnier and use the skills that I have as a, as a comedian. And I really want to take that responsibility seriously because that's a big thing for someone to give me money. And I think I, I, I think I deserve to get paid for my experience and expertise. And I feel like that's a big thing for me to say, but also like, I don't want to just be flipping about it. I want to take that seriously. So I was thinking about how I could do that, how I could watch the stuff of hers that's online and, um, you know, think about the way that she performs and and just familiarize myself with it 
and do a bit of background before we even have this informal chat, which is just like a free consultation. Um, I'm really excited about that. And then like I can, I can pitch. <sighs> yeah. Just care about the person. It's all about like something that I learned with uh, promoting my stand-up years ago. I remember going to the Edinburgh Fringe the first time I did my solo there in 2017 and going to all these workshops. It's so sick. They have all these workshops for like, you know, uh, how to market yourself as an artist, how to network as an artist, how to approach media, how to read like ticketing programs and like ticketing reports and what ticketing is and how it works and all this stuff. And I went to all of these workshops and um, one that really stuck with me was uh, there was one in Adelaide Fringe as well. Actually, I can't remember if this was Adelaide or Edinburgh. They were both they're both great. Um, about approaching media and about approaching journalists to write about your show, because every time you do a festival run, the festivals have these databases of media outlets, radio presenters, journalists, print media, whatever, and they have all the emails, and you can just go and copy and fucking send emails to all of these people, right? And that's what you're encouraged to do that. You should email all these people and tell them about your show. But also, like, who fucking cares is what they were saying at this, like, workshop. They were just like, you can email all these journalists, but journalists get hundreds of emails around festival time because everyone's emailing them. And why should they care about your show? If you really want to get a review from a journalist, don't just treat them like someone who can do something for you and just, you know, like art, like actually take an interest in them as a person, read some of the stuff that they've written, some of their work and find out whether they're appropriate to like, if they're, if they're reviewing stuff that's similar to you and then email them direct and be like, Hey, I read your stuff. I liked it. Can you come and review my show? I reckon you'd like my show. I reckon I'm similar to these people that you liked and I'm. let's talk. Like, let me just talk to you like a person. And uh, I guess as a 26-year-old who just felt like he was owed something by the world, that was a difficult thing to fucking try and actually make sink into my head, you know? In my mind, I was like, I'm going to just email all these people and they should better fucking come because I'm a genius and they have to come and review my show. So um, I'm trying to take that attitude into this new line of work and be like, these people, I actually want to help them because I have a skill that is good and unique and important and I can give that to people. <laughs> it's so, it's really hard for me to, fucking say this stuff i don't know what the fuck is it i feel like i have this weird mix of like arrogance and and entitlement and then also just like low self-esteem and feeling that i'm not worth anything i don't know anyway so that's that so on the hike i was also thinking about like while i do that i can also think of ways to get work as an mc at like corporate events because I can do that and I don't have a show reel of my like MC work but I can just do an MC gig and film that and I can also use like some of this like keynote speaking it's just stories like it doesn't need to be that funny and I have a bunch of stories all of the stuff that I swear in my stand-up which you can't really do in these events all of the stuff that's swearing is like my clubby kind of jokes but I've got so many long stories 
that are just kind of heartfelt and they mean something. And they don't really have that much swearing. So I was thinking about that. And I'm excited about the prospect of of growing in this direction and actually trying to make some money. So that was that. And then also I was thinking about uh, my friend's wedding that I'm going to in Greece in the middle of July and how excited I am by the prospect of doing that. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. This guy is, is one of my oldest and dearest friends and he's getting married um, to the woman that he loves and it's incredible. And I'm, I feel really so lucky to be able to be there and experience it in Greece where his family is from. It's just going to be amazing. And I, I, uh, I went on Friday and I got my suit I'm one of the groomsmen, so we have uh, like stipulations on the suits that we get. Um, so I went on, I got a hat. Oh man, actually I wrote a poem about the hat that I got. I've been putting off and putting off getting this suit and it was actually one of the things, you know what? It's one of the things on my breakup list and I'm going to cross that off right now. I'm going to take the cover off the back of my phone because I've got the suit and today actually I got the last item which was the belt I might add some rings to it when we get there but that's fucking whatever all right wedding suit cross off and I'll put that cover back on my phone later (sighs) so I um on Friday after I I was it Friday or was it Saturday it was Saturday Friday I did work Saturday, I uh, went out to, um, I went look at, oh, that's right. No, Friday, I got the shirt. I got a linen shirt. That was the starter. That's like the key thing, linen shirt. Then on Saturday, I went and got, uh, I, I like looked at a bunch of suits. Man, I, I went to um, YD and they had, Suits. I don't want to spend too much money on the suit because the blazer especially, we're not going to be wearing much because it's going to be really hot because it's going to be grease in the summertime. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't want to wear that. Like, I didn't want to, you know, blow fucking hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a, a blazer. And, but it has to be navy. And so the blazer, I have a blazer, but it's Connor. And it's kind of old. It's like a little bit whatever down the bottom. And I, I haven't actually, there's no Connor in the city, but I didn't want the, the, the top and the bottom to not match, you know? So I feel like you've got to get the same. I was like, dude, I was like on fucking sites looking up, like, can you have different shades of blue, like blazer and pants? And they all say no. And I'm like, come on, man, please just one say yes. So that I don't have to buy a new fucking blazer that I'm on to wear for 10 minutes. And then eventually I went into H&M. So yeah, YD, I was in YD and like they had them, they're like pretty cheap. It was the only place in like Melbourne Central or Emporium that wasn't going to be like 400 bucks. And I was in there and I wanted to like it. And I'd said to the chick and she was like, oh yeah, you got this one, this one, this one. And she was kind of helpful. And then got me straight in the changing booth. And the music was just so fucking bad it was like i can't even remember what the song was but it was some it was like a song that i really like like a house song 
but it was like a mashup remix or something of it. And they changed the melody to something just horrific. I fucking hate this new trend in music, man. <laughs> I just laughed because I'm like, I'm 32 and I'm bitching about music. But I, <coughs> I hate how like now it's not, there's no new stuff. They're just old things. They're just like covers of old songs or like they just pay. I feel like what these stores do now because they want the music for their shop and they want it to be music that's cool that people know, but they don't want to pay out the ass for it. So rather than getting the original, they just license a cover and they get some artist that they pay a flat fee to record a cover of it. Some fucking, you know, person who's like not famous, just like some struggling musician and they give them a, a fat check for them, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not fat, to record a cover of this popular song, and then they just play it in their shops. Because all of the... Go into any fucking clothing store. This is the legacy of me working in the job that I've been doing for the last year, branding stuff, hanging out in shopping centers, is like all of these big chain clothing stores that play like you know like house like yeah we're in a good mood so you can buy our fucking clothing all of these places all of the playlists are just like they're songs that you love that you know but they're covers of them that are just like kind of weird <laughs> you know what i mean it's like this time baby i'll be bulletproof yeah it's like that's not how the fucking song goes or like, whatever, Mr. Brightside, any song that you love from 10 years ago, they've paid some starving artist, some struggling fucking person who's just trying to make a living doing what they love, and they've given that person, they've made that person an offer they can't refuse, like three grand, you know, to record this hack fucked version of this song and they give them a flat check and go hey that's your that's your rent for like three months hey and they're like oh thank you thank you and then they just own that song forever and they can play it in fucking hundreds of stores and not and and they'll pay like a one-time license fee to fucking whoever recorded the original you know the genius who wrote the amazing song that we all love Ugh. so anyway that's what happened in yd i was trying on a suit and it is fucking song and I was just getting so mad <laughs> and it made me hate the suit <laughs> and then like I opened the door to look at myself in and it didn't fit that well the arms were too long the legs were way too long the shoulders were right but the arms being too long I was like well I'm gonna have to get this tailored top and bottom and that's annoying and it didn't really look that good and the chick as soon as I opened the door she was like oh and <laughs> and super annoying the the little booth where you change didn't have mirrors so you have to open the door to look at the mirrors like outside you know like in the main area so they know when you're trying it on so they can come and be like what do you think and i just was like yeah i don't know close the door on her took it off put it back on the thing like put my clothes back on and then um Walked out and she was talking to someone else. And I kind of stood there for a second trying to get her attention to be like, I'm not going to buy it. And then no one was looking at me or talking to me. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I just fucking put it on like the, the, the rack that it came off was too high. And I just put it on the wrong rack and just walked out. I was like, fuck this fucking YD can schnuck my tarts. <laughs> it's what it can do.
I remember my mate years ago when I was like 19 when we used to go to town and he got this new jacket and I just for some reasons when I'd, I'd like knew nothing about not even just clothing stores like dressing myself how to buy a fucking thing <laughs> I just used to steal clothes <laughs> fuck man <coughs> it's actually not surprising that my attitude towards employment and money for all of my life has just been hopefully something falls into my lap because for everything now that I am still too passive about that I would like to kind of take in my own hands and take control of in my life the amount of stuff that I am in control of now compared to when I was 18 is incredible I remember like I mean I used to dress myself with just like jackets that friends had given me or the stuff that I found at the nightclub that I worked at or like shit that I would just steal from like Big W (laughs) I remember one time going to going to this uh, 21st and being at home and being to my mom like I put on this like blue skivvy and I was like, what do you reckon? Hey, I stole this from Woolies and she was like, I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> and I know the only reason she said that is because she was trying to make me feel bad for stealing something because she didn't like that I stole it. And I was bragging about that I stole it. I mean, why was I bragging about that to my mom? I don't fucking know. Point is, I remember when I was that age and my mate bought a new jacket and I remember he was just like, man, that's YD and Tara Cash are actually sick. And I've just had that in my head. I just, I thought that dude was so cool. I mean, he was. He was a really cool person. Um. I'm sure he shops at much better places now, but for a 19-year-old, YD and Tarakash actually are sick. Yeah, and they have good good clothes. <laughs> if you've got no money and you're kind of a dead shit, YD and Tarakash are sick. And you know what? They play crap music, and I'm glad that they did because I might have bought that suit. If they played music that I liked, I might have bought that fucking shitty suit. Anyway, so I went to, uh, I went to H&M. Um, because I was like, maybe they have suits there and they did. And they had suits that kind of matched the suit top that I had. But then I was like, ah, nah, it's not, nah, let me get the ones that actually match. And it was cheap. And then I got home and I tried it on and I got a hat. Oh, I went to Melbourne Hatters under Flinders Street Station. I've been meaning to get a hat there forever. I've been looking forward to going in. I knew this would be a good excuse. We went in there and, uh, I was trying on like felt hats. Um, and then eventually I was like, oh, I've got the shirt and it's a linen shirt. And he was like, oh, it's going to be a summer wedding. I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, here, try on these paper hats. And it's like, because it's a summer wedding. It's a light hat. Why didn't I think of that? Of course. And as soon as I tried the paper hat on, it's got a blue and white band, like the colors of the Greek flag. Perfect. It was perfect. A white paper hat matches the shirt. And I wrote this poem about the paper hat a paper hat it's summer so of course he saw the linen shirt and then he knew a summer wedding surely something light for you good sir now ready to adorn my shaven head in greece a paper hat wonderful 
I also found a fucking sick cafe on Saturday. Uh, what was it called? It's called Captains of Industry. I went there looking for a belt because they have a leather workshop there. The belt's way too expensive. I'm not going to get a belt from there. They were like 250 bucks, but beautiful. Wonderful cafe. I had a coffee there. I had a bacon and egg roll and there was like chili eggs it's a nice like little area. It wasn't too busy on Saturday. It overlooks Elizabeth Street. It's on just off the corner of Elizabeth and Little Burke if you want to go. Captains of Industry could not recommend more. Wonderful place. Then when I got home, I realized that the, the jacket blazer that I got was too light because it had been stipulated dark navy. So I went back on Sunday and you know what? I'm so glad I did because I took him back at H&M and I'm glad I'm not wearing an H&M suit at my fucking best mate's wedding. Instead, I went to Maya and I ch- they got a bunch of suits there. There was heaps of stuff on special. I got an amazing one from Ferrari. That's what it was. On the top level, there's just all suits in Maya. They're cheap. Go there. If you want to get a suit, blo- listen, blokes, if you want to get a suit, Go to Maya, level four, on Burke Street in Melbourne. There were suits, like the both, suit top and bottom. Mine was 240 and it's a fucking sick Ferrari suit. It's beautiful navy. I'm so psyched about it. It fits perfectly. I've got to get the pants taken up because it's summer, so I want them to come like... I want them to stop like, you know, three quarters of the way down my shins so you can see my nice shoes. I got that. And then today, after I finished the hike, I got the belt. I went to a, a country op shop and I got one of those like cross-woven leather belts. It's beautiful. I'm so excited. Anyway, here's the nice moments from the hike. The hike was just stupendous. A 20K hike. It was called, what was it fucking called? I keep forgetting, Snaggle, Sniggle, Snaggle, Tanglefoot Creek Loop in the Yarra Ranges and uh, 20Ks. I started at eight. I was just thinking and walking and I thought about the the new business and uh, I mean my new show. I'm going to call my new show Starving Artist. It's, I think it's done. I think that's it. I've been sitting on it for like a week. I think I was talking about it last week as well, but I've been thinking even like as a way to promote the show, if I'm, so the idea in the show will be that I had this panic attack on the train and I had this kind of epiphany that I don't make any money and I should figure out a way to make money out of the thing that I've been doing for 12 years because it's not cool to be 32 and single and broke and no career and just living fucking hand to mouth. And I had this this idea that that was like the nobility of the starving artist. And then my friend saying to me, oh yeah, you're going to give up the whole starving artist bit, just made me realize that it's a choice to live like that. And I cannot live like that if I want. And I can use my skills to make money, but I have to like just stop shunning. Every time ever someone's been like, hey man, do you want to do this? thing you could go into writing or you could go into mc corporate i'm like nah i don't want to fucking do that i'm an artist it's like cunt make some money so the show is going to be about that and about how this breakup and um 
admitting to myself that I want to have a family and have kids one day and hanging out with my cousin and his kids and seeing how great their family is and, and being a part of that. Yeah, it's something about these kind of stories. I have stories about that. I'll have stories about the breakup and about my financial situation and about doing comedy. And then I think I'm also going to have stories about about being a corporate speaking coach and um, setting up the business. And in between all of those, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do the piano. I'm going to have um, Chopin's Nocturne and E flat major um, split into three sections. One at the start, one uh, after a bit of stand-up, like one uh, section, bit of stand-up section, bit of stand-up section. I won't finish the song. I'll have a bit of stand-up at the end and then I'll have I'll play the whole song and then right at the end of the show, I will go, right, so what I'm doing is I'm a stand-up, co- I'm just going to pitch myself. I'm a, I'm a fucking comedy coach for corporate speakers and this is how I'm, you know, all the problems in the show that I've posed and the things in my life, this is how I'm solving it, this is what I'm doing. Um, and so you guys, every night I want to say to the audience, if you know anyone who wants it, fucking I'm 200 bucks an hour, here's what I can do. And then I want to close on a strong story. I don't know what the story is, but I'm just going to close on a story and I'll be like, see, I'm fucking good and I'm sick of being a starving artist. I'm, I'm trying to make money and that's going to be the show. And then I was thinking today, I can, I can promote the show to people on LinkedIn. <laughs> I can go on LinkedIn and be like, hey, you're in the corporate world. I have a show about that. Come and see it. I'm fucking excited, man. I think this show is going to be sick. I think I'm going to make a bunch of money. (laughs) And it's going to be about... It's going to be about taking... What's it going to be about? Something like like um valuing yourself knowing your worth and um and and having the courage to make money and to secure yourself in your life and to get the things that you want something like that i'll figure it out in edinburgh when i get to edinburgh i'm going to buy a uh weighted keys piano keyboard like an electric keyboard like a cat not a casio like a like a, a Roland or a fucking, what's the other brand? I can't even remember. I'm going to buy one. I've looked them up. Facebook Marketplace. They're like three, 400 pounds. I'm going to buy one for the month and I'm going to do that with the piano playing in the show every day. And then when I get back to Australia, that's the show that I'm going to do at these festivals next year. And it is going to be sick. So I was thinking about that on the hike. Oh, man. I uh, had some wonderful moments. Uh, when I got to the halfway point, I was really looking forward to my sandwiches, my Fritz cheese and rainbow. <laughs> it's cute. And uh, I got to this rest area. It was called Monda, the Monda rest area at the halfway point of the hike. And I get there and it's not a rest area at all. There's no toilets or a fucking picnic table. Like it says, it's just a gross gravel car park. I was like, I'm not eating my fucking lunch here, sitting on the dirt like a monk. So I walked a bit further and I saw uh, there was like a arrow going towards the uh, this little mountain, Mount William or Mount St. William or St. William's Hill or some fucking shit. And... Uh, 
It was only 20 minutes. So I walked another 20 minutes feeling real hungry. Walked up this steep ass hill. Got to the top. And there was a little viewing platform. You climb up. There was a guy up there having a cigarette with his dog. It was like 10.30. And uh, a little chat to him. He was a local. He was like, yeah, man, the dog comes up here. The dog walked down these crazy steep stairs. Very impressive. Old dog too. Real nice dog. The guy was just up there having a cigarette. He was like, yeah, I always take my dog up here. And... um, yeah, when the dog walked down, I was like, fuck, he's going down the stairs. He was like, yeah, man, how do you think he got up? <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck, I guess you're right. I'm an idiot. In my head, I just, because at my mate's place in Sydney with her dog, he wouldn't go down the stairs. So you had to pick him up and carry him up and down the stairs. <laughs> well, you had to pick him up and carry him down. He would run up, but he couldn't go down. You had to carry him down. <laughs> it's just like fat little French bulldog. <coughs> He'd look at you and be like, oh, help. <laughs> you had to pick him up and carry him down three flights of stairs. And this dog was way bigger. But in my mind, I still was like, I guess that guy just carries his dog down. Nope, this dog's walking down the stairs, man. What a G. And then just as he left, I was eating my sandwich and he was like, that's your lunch? This is my breakfast. He had a fucking beer. <laughs> I was like, king. Um, so that guy was dope. Nice little moment with him. I was looking over the view. I actually, I disappointed myself. I didn't look at the view too hard. It was cold. I took some photos and I looked a little bit, but I didn't really drink it in. I I was just cold and hungry. I wanted to get somewhere better and eat my second sandwich. So I walked down, got back onto the track, sat on this rock, ate my second sandwich, and then just walking along the track. I chucked my headphones in at that point. I was listening to music and uh, I was whistling. Man, I was giving it a good old whistle for this one song. Um, It was My Salty Hente by, I can't remember who. Was it that song? I can't remember. But um, I was whistling real hard, and then, uh, yeah, I saw this couple, and they'd heard me whistling, and the girl was like, woo! Like, she was like, yeah, man, sick. You're loving it. You're grooving. You're vibing. Um, what were their names? I can't remember her name. The guy's name was Luke. Her name was Bobby, I reckon. Bobby and Luke, big shout outs to you guys. You made my day. That was just such a nice interaction, like a real pleasant, good vibes. And I was like, you guys, were you just walking? They were like, yeah, man. I was like, man, go up the mountain, go up the viewing platform. It's so dope. You'll love it. They were like, real. I was like, fuck yeah, man, do it. You guys rock. And then I got like even more courage. I was like, I'll start singing. And I was singing to uh, this King Cruel song, You Took Your Time, which is just like very shouty. And uh, I, I shouted some big line and then another couple came around the corner and they were not on the same wavelength. <laughs> I shout, I was just like, ah, whatever. And then I saw them and they had clearly just heard me shouting at the top of my lungs in the rainforest. And uh, we like walked towards each other and I made sure I smiled and I was like, hey, morning, guys. And the girl was so embarrassed, she could not. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) She could not make eye contact with me. Yeah, she was just like, they had their arms linked, I guess, because it's a really muddy track. And so she was like holding onto him for support or whatever. And 
then just heard me screaming in the forest and was like, oh my God, <laughs> this fucking guy is just a nightmare. And then couldn't look at me because she was so embarrassed to have heard me singing. <laughs> and I mean, I guess it didn't sound good. So there's probably that element as well. Oh, I'm sorry to those guys. So I stopped singing. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's probably enough. I guess there's a lot of people around this section of the track. But um, man, what a wonderful day. Honestly, it's just put me right where I need to be. <sighs> Great gigs all weekend, new bits, trying them out, working on a new show. Very excited. I've got a few shows coming up still. I've got uh, Wollongong. I've got a show in Canberra next week on Wednesday night and then Wollongong the night after. Uh, so that's 21st and the 22nd. And then the 25th, I believe, the Sunday in uh, in Warrnambool. And then um, the weekend after that, I'm going to be in Reykjavik, Iceland on the 1st and the 2nd of July. Holy shit, that's creeping up. Also... You guys know I will be taking the podcast behind a Patreon. I reckon the end of July, I reckon, is what it's going to be. Um, so uh, in the meantime, the new podcast, Still Not Drunk, I've got so many episodes backlogged. I will be doing two a week for the month of July. Dry July, I figure, why not? I've just got, I've got like 17 interviews recorded or something. So I'm just going to churn them out in July to try and get through them. But... Um, I am enjoying the new podcast. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about where it's going to go and some more interviews that I've got coming up. And that's the main reason I want to churn through these old ones is these are all ones that I recorded before the launch. And now that I've launched it, I want to get the new ones out, but I've got to get through the old ones because I don't want to not release them. So (sighs) this is where I'm at. It's a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work, but I am up to the task. All right. I reckon that's the podcast for the week. I hope you guys are doing good, man. Thank you very much for listening. As always, give us a review on iTunes and Spotify and listen to the new podcast if you haven't yet. I really love, if you've got any thoughts or notes on it or whatever, I would love um, any kind of feedback on the new podcast because I really am excited. I'm enjoying the interviews and I'm excited for where it's going to go. Other than that, you guys rock. Thank you very much for listening. As always, this has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.